You know it's funny. People on the outside don't really get what's going on. But they always got something to say. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss issues that impact black and millennial communities while having a good drink. As you all may or may not know, I'm not big on rye whiskeys. Just not something that I've regularly sought out when I went to the ABC store or you know any other liquor store I might, might visit in another state. But at the beginning of season two, I opened up a bottle of Whistle Pig Piggyback, six year age dry. And you know, I said, maybe I can do this. Maybe if I give it a real chance and do some research and figure out the types that I like, I could be a rye guy as well. That being said, I do like Whistle Pig. Definitely on the pricey side, but well worth it if you're looking for a good rye whiskey. This past holiday season, I was in the ABC store and came across a small um, airplane bottle set that they called the Whistle Pig Piglets. And whereas a regular retail bottle would go for upwards of $50, and that's the six year variation of Whistle Pig, they were selling sample sized bottles, um, some call them airplane bottles, but the very small uh, pocket sized bottles for three of them for $21, I believe. So I said, you know what? This is a good way that I can taste the Whistle Pig variations without spending you know, those three bottles in full size would have cost me at least $500 collectively. So I got all three just to, to give it a taste, to give it a try and see what I really like. I've already recorded an episode with the 10 year bottle. Today I have the 12 year aged Whistle Pig Rye. Um, it's 86 proof. They call it their Old World Rye and it is a Canadian rye whiskey. So let's see what, what this one is, is hitting on. Even the aromatic features of it are very distinct, very distinguished. I am really enjoying this one. It has a bit of a mapley taste to it. Let me make sure I'm right on that. Yeah, I could definitely get with this bottle. I need to figure out what it retails at. I, I want a bottle of this for the house. Wow. Whistle Pig Old World Rye, aged 12 years. I picked up the Whistle Pig Piglets and am very glad I made that decision. The first bottle was good too, but this one has made an impression on me. I will definitely be buying this. Good stuff. Today's topic is going back and looking forward I was going through my Instagram today my personal Instagram and I'm just trying to clean it up this morning I had 3186 public posts on my personal Instagram now I've had that account since 2012 so that's nine years it makes sense if you really think about it and how active I was especially early on on Instagram I've had multiple brands that I push through Instagram. I'm very, very vocal about my 
perspectives on socio-economic and political issues. I tell jokes online. Like I'm very active on social media. So we'll round it to 3,200. Uh, divide that by nine years. That's about a post a day. 356 posts a year. Mm, not unreasonable. Not at all. Um, but anyway, I decided I wanted to try to clean it up. And thus, I, I have done that. Um, but while going through, I saw some old posts that I really, really liked. A few of them being from my church or my, my immediate past church, Berean Baptist Church of Raleigh, North Carolina. And there was one that really stood out to me. It was said on the 6th of December, 2015, by United States Court of Appeals Circuit Judge James Wynn Jr. It was during our Abolition Day celebration where we honor the day that black people and all people in America were freed from the shackles of slavery and human trafficking outside the um, conditions of imprisonment. We're still fighting this battle. Slavery has not truly been abolished in the United States of America because individuals who are incarcerated, whether innocent or guilty, are seen as property of the states Therefore, they are enslaved human beings who need to be freed from the language of bondage that is um, written into the Constitution of the United States of America. We still have slavery on the books. Don't get it twisted. But anyway, Judge Wynn, Deacon Wynn, great guy. I, I love him. Um, very knowledgeable, wise brother. Appreciate all of the lessons that he's blessed me with both spiritual and as a man judge Wynn said the original black lives matter was that the slaves lives mattered i haven't seen this quote in years i um i tweeted it out and then i shared it on my instagram page and haven't looked back at it you know, i say things in the moment i post things in the moment and i generally don't take the time to go back and reflect and read but i'm very glad that I found this in, in doing some of my cleaning house on Instagram this morning. People think that this is new. People think that we're moving in a new way. People think that all of the uproar and outrage over the murders of black bodies without repercussion in America is new, but it is not. We have been fighting this battle since 1619 since we stepped onto this continent as an enslaved race of humans, as multiple tribes who came together to form one in a unified fashion, we have been killed, raped, disenfranchised, and just to encompass everything, hated, by the United States of America, government, citizens, and allies. We have tried to take our freedom by force. We have 
tried to petition for rights. We have voted for equality and equity. And yet still in 2020 and 2021, and hopefully not 2022, we are often seeing our brothers and sisters killed at the hands of white individuals and no one is held accountable. Now, there are plenty of people who say black lives cannot matter to anyone else unless they matter to black people. I agree wholeheartedly. We as a people have to value one another. We have to be willing to put down weapons that will harm one another. But if I go and I kill another black man, chances are I will be held responsible to the fullest extent of the law. I will be placed into the bondage that is akin to the bondage that my great 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 grandfather was in. I will then be forced to work for little to no money so that private prison systems can then sell the products and the goods and the services that I provide to the highest bidder, making them more money. And in turn, I am only being paid minimum wage or excuse me, less than minimum wage. I believe uh, some imprisoned individuals are paid a dollar or two a day, bare minimum, given, um, given in quotation marks, food and shelter. They are often abused by guards. You see, the system is still very much intact. It has just shifted. There is a new formula for the demented success of the United States of America. Now it is not only black men and black women who are in bondage, but also poor white individuals. Also our Latino brothers and sisters. Also our Asian and our Middle Eastern brothers and sisters are in bondage. But right now I'm talking about Black Lives Matter. And I am talking about the fact that when abolitionists in the late 17, early to mid 1800s said these people should be free, America said, no, we need them to help us hold up our economy, not our democracy. Black people were not upholding the democracy of the United States of America at the time. Rather, we were kept from participating in the democracy and our bodies were only used, counted as three-fifths of a human, so that the southern states could take full advantage of the United States Congress. Don't forget, the United States of America, the government, not the individuals only, but the government, sanctioned, benefited, and employed the use of slave labor. No reparations were made. Not a single dollar was paid to the families of those enslaved individuals who literally placed the foundation for America's functioning but now failing democracy. When we say that Black Lives Matter, we say it because as we saw on Wednesday, January 6th, 2021, when white people storm a federal building being armed threatening with their actions and their words to take siege over our congressional representatives, potentially holding them hostage. You do not see the gross display of violence that you would see were that group led by black and brown individuals.
that is why we say Black Lives Matter. Because when we peacefully protested the murders of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain this past summer, we were met with gross opposition from the United States government in the form of the National Guard. The National Guard lined the steps of the United States Capitol to prevent what overwhelmingly was a peaceful protest against murdering, taking black lives. White people went up there and they were mad throwing a tantrum because they didn't win. Like that, let's, let's, let's call it what it is, right? White people were mad because they did not win an election and that is how they showed their asses. Yeah, there were a few blacks in there. There were a few people who were not white, but the strong, overwhelming majority, I'm sure 95% of those marching protesting and terrorizing the government on January the 6th, 2021, were white men and women who believe that they are losing control of an America that they falsely believe their people built. They didn't build it. They stole it and then they used people to build it for them. As a matter of fact, the forefathers of the United States of America are the laziest group of bastards to walk the earth since the Egyptians who enslaved the Hebrew Israelites. Don't argue with me, argue with your mama. America, we are on the cusp of what could be a revolution. And Rick Ross said it, and I love the line, I hate what it's going to bring, but it is the truth. Rick Ross said, I'm happy that Donald Trump became the president because we've got to destroy before we elevate. That's it. Had we not gotten to this point, I can't say we would be able to very easily identify the racist people who often sit behind desks making decisions for black and brown men, women, and children. But guess what? They're out now and they're in full force. You know, you've got people who are well-known, high-up government officials marching on behalf of the tyrannical, narcissistic, egotistical megalomaniac that currently holds the highest position in the United States of America as far as the executive branch goes. These people openly support him, openly march against the United States of America government. And I wonder how many will be tried for treason. On January 6th, a woman was shot and killed in the Capitol. She was shot and killed, breaking the law, threatening the lives of individuals, and trying to bring down a democratic republic that is no longer serving the needs of her or her people. I shed no tears because you know what? I'm willing to bet she did not shed a single tear when Breonna Taylor, innocent of the crime that she was, I don't even know if she was accused of it, but innocent of harboring the individual that the police were looking for that night. I'm sure, uh, what's her name, Ashley Bobbitt? I'm sure she didn't shed a tear for an innocent black woman. And so I will not shed a tear for a guilty white one. America treats a guilty, rich white man better than it does a poor, innocent black man or woman. And, and we're not here for it anymore. So you know what, y'all can handle your issues. Y'all can, can do what you need to. Don't come in, in my house, don't come in my people's houses. Y'all got a problem with the government, you got a problem with the government. Um, but know that black lives do always have and always will matter and 
we know more now. You know, the, the internet leveled the playing field, bro. Y'all can throw as many distractions as you want out there in the, the face of black people. Y'all can throw as many distractions as you want out there by way of entertainment and celebrity news or whatever and memes. But we know a lot more now. Like, y'all, y'all can't hide it at this point. You know, we've got the permits. We have the buying power. We're building the businesses. We're supporting each other. America... Y'all about to, uh, y'all about to lose the hold you had on the world, and it's all thanks to your inability to apologize for what you did, make it right, and move forward. You all want to live in the past, and the past is what's gonna kick your ass. I don't want white people to die. I don't. Like I want everybody to be safe, healthy, and alive. But what I will not do is I will not stand by idly. And be quiet as America acts as if, oh, now the police are doing the right thing. No, the police are doing what they've been doing. They're taking care of white people. And if tomorrow black people decide to march on the Capitol, there will be a very different response. So let's not act like last week was not a visual representation of how America gives black people the middle finger and yet hugs white people because I I heard one officer say I don't agree with what you're doing but I respect it they don't have the time to get those uh, words out of their mouth when they're dealing with some black people because they've already shot you know they're already on their necks for for what is it eight minutes I don't even know man I, I didn't watch the video I still have not seen the death of George Floyd will not watch it it is not beneficial to my mental and I've seen enough black men die at the hands of cowards I'm out thanks for tuning in today as always you can find us on Instagram Facebook and Twitter at narrow podcast that's n-a-r-r-o-w podcast additionally we love reviews constructive criticism feedback and any topics you'd like to hear in the future Thank you for your support. Catch you again next week. Same time, same place. Peace. The Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniels Development and Branding, LLC. Here for all of your fundraising, creative direction, and storytelling needs.